Welcome to the Kingdom Influencing Podcast. I am your host, Derek L. Calhoun, the author of Press Into the Power. I hope you're enjoying this music that we have. Uh, This song is called Miracle from Sylvia Jones' latest music project, which is available online wherever music is sold or streamed. Or you can reach out to her on her website, www.sylviajones.com, helping you experience God's presence through contemporary worship. Listen, uh, before we get started today, I want to bring you just a quick note from our sponsor, Distinction Inc. Do you need custom t-shirts or hoodies? Look no further than Distinction Inc. From screen printing to embroidery, Distinction Inc. provides high-quality apparel and promotional items with stress-free customer service. Distinction Inc. also provides competitive pricing, especially for nonprofit organizations and churches. If you have any upcoming projects, they would love to earn your business and exceed your expectation. You can request a quote by visiting www.distinctioninc.com. Distinction Inc. We deliver results that make you say, wow. All right, let's get ready for the Kingdom Influencing Podcast. Hey, 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 welcome back, all of you from around the world. I hope you are enjoying this Drive Time podcast. That's what I'd love for this to become for you, a Drive Time podcast, something that you listen to when you get in your car. Instead of just listening to music, that you would spend some time listening to something that will encourage you, that will support you, that will give you succor, that will give you hope, that will give you faith that will give you victory, that will help you to endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ, that will bless your hearing, and that will give you strength for very difficult seasons in your life. That is the Kingdom Influencing Podcast, and that is my prayer for you when you listen to this. I'm still celebrating uh, women warriors. Today, I want to use the topic, tell me something good. Tell me something good. Well, here's the thing. Uh, When we think of good things, we only think of things that are pleasing. We only think of things that have immediate gratitude. We only think of things that make the flesh happy. But sometimes telling you something good is inherent in telling you something that you do not want to hear. It's like having a disease and they're telling you there is a cure, but you're going to have to go through a process of being healed, which may take two to three years. They did tell you something good, but it wasn't what you wanted to hear. It wasn't within the constraints of the timeline that you wanted to hear. It was in a timeline that did not register with your desire to be healed because your desire is to be healed immediately two weeks, three weeks max, but three years, that's too long. But what's too long to take three years to live for the rest of your life? And so we have to be clear and concise with our understanding of good. So when we say 
tell me something good, we have to be open to whatever that good may be and whatever the timeline of that good may be. As I said in the previous podcast, nothing that is good, nothing that is of value comes overnight. There's a process. That process yields pain. That pain yields promise. And it all takes time. So if God has promised you something, if you've been promised something that's going to happen in the marketplace, if you're raising your kids and they're still young and God has shared what they're going to be, but right now they're in this temporary stasis that is totally the opposite of what you thought they would be, I want you to take courage in knowing that God does not lie and that he shall fulfill his word. I remember this being with Tommy Barnett, who's the pastor of First Phoenix Assembly. I believe they've changed the name of the church out in Arizona, but it was one of the it is one of the largest churches in America. And uh, he and I met with my wife in New York uh, for a church launch there in New York uh, a few years back. And I remember him telling me and telling my wife that he's, I believe he was 70 something years of age at that time, that nothing, absolutely nothing that the Lord has spoke through him or to him as a prophetic word has not come to pass. Even if some of what God said took nearly 30 years. But the fact of the matter is, God never, ever lied to him. And he was sharing that, sowing that seed into my life, into the life of my wife, that we might be encouraged on our journey. And as I share this seed, that testimony with you, I pray that you will be encouraged on yours. Listen, uh, lady warriors, those of you again in the workplace, in the marketplace, those of you who are working from home, those of you who are working and taking care of children or taking care of the needs of the house, addressing those needs. Those of you who are single parents, um, I, I want to share with you that there is light at the end of your tunnel. But whenever there's going to be something great, there are always obstacles that proceed great. There are always obstacles that proceed great. I, I think about this book of Samuel, 1 Samuel. We were reading, uh, well, discussing Samuel 1 through 18, and I give you a little background on last week if you able to listen to that uh, podcast, uh, Women Warriors. This podcast in particular talks about the birth of a true prophet and talks about the birth of one of the greatest prophets in all of Israel, okay? But I want to share this with you, and I'll share a few things with you very briefly, uh, but I think and I know that this is a good thing. You said tell you something good, so I'm about to tell you something good. Whenever something great is going to happen, there will be consternation, there will be trial, there will be a battle, a struggle, a conundrum, that precedes the thought. So when the very thought of the prophet Samuel being born, there was roar and uproar in heaven. There was 
struggle and you have to know something that the concept of your next blessing is being met with opposition where there are open doors there's mushrooming opposition but no weapon that's formed against you shall prosper so you have to have forming weapons around the very thought of your greatness the very thought of the success of your children the very thought of the success of your ministry the very thought of the success of your book the very thought of the success of your marriage there's always going to be something that engages the concepts and the thoughts that are in the mind of god because this is the way the enemy operates this is the way the enemy before jesus was born they were trying to kill him show me where the man of god is show me where the prophet is this king is show me where he is and when he was born kill the firstborn male children they were trying to kill him so there are people there are things that are in our life sent to be dream killers to show us the sovereignty of god when this prophet samuel was supposed to be birthed the birth canal was closed now we know that God has control of all things, but listen to this. The canal was closed. There was The womb was dry. There was no capacity to give birth, but God can change your negative reality into a positive act of his divinity if we just hold on and believe God at any cost. Hold on and believe God at any cost. So going back to this concept, the consternation around the concept, here's what you need to remember. There is nothing greater than God and there is nothing too hard for God. There is nothing too hard for God. So there's no forming opposition that God cannot conquer. There's no preformed opposition that God cannot conquer. Okay? So that's our, our first reality. That's, I'm telling you something good. So even when the canal is closed, it demonstrates the power of God to open closed doors. The power of God to open closed doors. It also demonstrates the power of God to shut doors. So he has the power to open and to shut doors. This is the power of our God. This distinguishes him from all other little G gods in the earth. So watch this. It also lets us know that he has the power to give and to take life. And finally, the result we get is that he is sovereign. He is sovereign. So this boy that was being birthed, that was going to be birthed, that had not been birthed yet, but was a thought in the mind of God, came into the earth by holy travail. You remember, I said Hannah was miserable. This is Hannah's child, if you forgot. Samuel came by way of Hannah, the woman who was provoked to severe misery by Paniah. But remember, she prayed, she cried, she prayed, she cried, she prayed, she cried. 
So I want to say something about you, a woman who's getting ready to give birth to greatness, whether it is spiritual birth or whether it is emotional birth or whether it is uh, a natural birth. Remember this, just because something is difficult, it does not remove God out of the equation as the author. We tend to blame everything on the devil but God is the author, which means he has the ability to write new chapters, to rewrite old chapters, to write chapters that have never been thought about in our life. So then we must allow God to be the author and the finisher of our faith. So travail and difficulty should birth faith in a believer, not disbelief. Let me say that again. Travail and difficulty, the conundrums of life, should birth faith in a believer instead of disbelief. We need to believe God against all odds. We need to believe God in spite of where we currently are, because where we currently are has nothing to do with what our future can unfold before us. You can be this way today and six months from now or six years from now be in a totally different disposition. So I'm saying to you, trust God, lean not to thine own understanding in all thy ways, acknowledge him and he will direct thy paths. So there was, watch this, not convenient warfare but inconvenient warfare preceding the birth of Samuel. Verse 19 says that Elkanah and Hannah had to worship God early in the morning. Who wants to get up early in the morning? But sometimes you have to break out of your general cycle. You have to break out of your your convenience. You have to break out of the fact that you are tethered to the needs of your flesh and ask God to give you a new inspiration, a new desire, a desire that is different because if you want different, you have to be different. And they got up and they worshiped early in the morning. Worship, early. that's warfare because we understand that the enemy wants to be worshiped, but instead of worshiping the enemy through what wasn't happening, they worship God for the potential of what could happen. I call this inconvenient worship. That's number one. Number two, the process of time is working for you. The process, it said, so it came to pass in the process of time that Hannah conceived and bore a son. Samuel was born not when they wanted him to because she travailed several years before this happened. But the process of time, allow God to be your timekeeper. Allow God to bring forth that which is going to bless him and bless you in his time. It is his time in which his glory will shine. If his time opens before the time, then the glory does not shine. In other words, if you manufacture what God is trying to manifest, you steal his glory. So allow him 
to do what he said he's going to do. He who had begun a good work in you shall complete it until the end of time. So that inconvenient worship was birthed out of faith. They believe God. How long did they believe God? As long as it took. The number two, the process of time is as long as it takes. But then remember this. It also talks about that they uh, came together in sexual intercourse. So remember this. Faith without works is dead. If you're believing God for something, then you have to do something that corresponds with your belief. So the sex was the actual work that came out of the faith that they believed God, even though Hannah and Elkanah knew that her womb had been dry, had been hopeless, had been unfruitful, but they believed God. Number four, they brought an offering. They brought an offering to God. They blessed God. They gave him something, even though they didn't have what they wanted. Number five, she weaned him. There were stages of preparation before she gave the child to the the man of God. And she weaned the child. She trained the child. Even for us, God gives us stages of preparation before we move into the next dimension of our life. Then number six, she was obedient, obedient to honor what she said, obedient to fulfill her vow. And number seven, she took courage. It took courage to sacrifice that bull and to bring her child back to Eli. Remember, Eli was the man who pronounced the blessing, but the process of time had taken so long that he did not even recognize uh, Hannah. And he said, I am the woman that stood before you. Let me read those verses as we close today. Now, when she had weaned, she took him up with her three bulls, one ephah of flour, and a skin of wine, and brought him to the house of the Lord in Shiloh, and the child was young. When they slaughtered a bull, they they slaughtered a bull and brought the child to Eli. And she said, Oh my Lord, as your soul lives, my Lord, I am the woman who stood by you here, praying to the Lord. For this child I prayed, and the Lord has granted me my petition, which I ask of him. Therefore, I also have lent him to the Lord. As long as he lives, he shall be lent to the Lord. So they worship the Lord. Now, here they worship the Lord, expecting nothing in return, just because he is God and that God fulfilled his will. It's not like many people. You get blessed in church and then you stop going to church. When you get blessed, when God fulfills his will, That's when your offering should flow. That's when your gifts and your time and your service and your ministry should flow. That's when you should be in a posture of worship saying thank you to the Lord for doing what you have done and promised. Listen, you have been listening to the Kingdom Influencing Podcast. I am your host, Derek L. Calhoun, the author of the book, Press Into the Power. I want this one thing for you ladies. This one thing for you ladies. This is the last month 
of uh, Women's History Month, but there's one thing I want for you, and that is for you to go into the world and influence the nation. God bless. Have a great day.